0: So this is Sherry uh, with Outline of a Murder here with Nick. So I'm going to go ahead and let you, Nick, introduce yourself. And then do you want to share the story or me share the story of why we're sitting here today?
1: Okay. You could share the story. Okay. So go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> okay. I'm Nick Mondragon and I am a, a, an executive assistant at the Clovis Kerr County Chamber of
0: Commerce yes. in Clovis. Yes. Yes. Well, and so that's where this got started because we had, what's it called, where you get the new board members, you know, all the information that they need, introduce yourself.
1: Board member orientation.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we, we, all of us were around the table except for the staff. So you guys obviously were downstairs working. And uh, I think I was the first one to share uh, some um, legal background And so before you knew everybody around the table, they were like sharing, you know, some legal history, which was hilarious. Like one's like, yeah, I got my driver's license suspended for this one time. And another one's like, yeah, I did this. I'm like, wow. Anyway, so you come up because you have a true crime podcast. You guys come up and we're introducing the unusual facts. And so that's kind of how it all got started. And you went a legal route, but not what I expected. (laughs) So basically your words were like, I once had lunch with a, a murderer and I'm all, What? (laughs) Wait a minute. Back up. What happened? So that obviously got me interested. Right. Okay. So break us, like break down, like just the story, what happened. And I'd really like um, also to kind of get into the the gut feeling aspect as well. But tell us about how you got yourself in this situation. Okay.
1: So I I have worked the front desk for... Um, 19 years. Wow, or going on 19 years, um, at the chamber, and so, um, just one day. This was this was in the early 2000s. Okay. So one day, um, I noticed a woman sitting outside the office. Mm-hmm. Um, she was sitting out on the park bench, and her car was parked nearby, and her hood was up. Okay. Um.
0: Because you're on a main street. Like yes. A lot of people go down that yes, street. Yes,
1: we're on main street. It mm-hmm. was on main street at okay. that time. And mm-hmm. she was sitting out there and I, I was like, oh, there's must be something wrong with her car. So I went outside and I checked on her and I said, you know, we're the Chamber of Commerce. You're sitting in front of the chamber. Um, how can I help you? You know, is there something going on? She's like, well, my car is acting a little funny. Okay. And so, and she says, if I just let it set for a little bit, um it'll it'll be okay it'll 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 start okay but you just have to give it a little bit okay and i was like okay that's uh, all right well let me give you some water you know you're sitting outside it's a warm day here's some water that sort of thing and, and you know she was very grateful and i said you can come inside we you know under the air conditioner she said oh no i'm fine i'm i'm i'll just sit outside
0: oh, okay
1: and i was like okay that's that's fine um and then i went back and checked on her and she says oh i'm going to have somebody come and look at my car. It's still not starting, that sort of thing. So she
0: was out there for a while then?
1: Oh yeah, at least, oh my gosh, half a
0: day. Oh, oh, so it was a a while. Oh yeah. So you're like, you're seeing this, you're a helpful person. (laughs) You go out there to help her, you're checking on her, and she's still sitting out there at this point. Yes.
1: And somebody came by, worked on her car, they were under the hood. Um, they got it started. She came in, she thanked me, you know, for the water and for checking on her. And she's like, well, I'm going to go to church. Mm. There's a church service I'm going to. And I'm like, well, you know, you need a ride. She said, oh no, my car will make it. Everything's going to be fine. Um, so she got in her car, took off, you know, by this time it's already the end of the day. So I, I go home. Yeah. Um, well the next day. She comes back hmm. to the chamber. Her car's, you know, uh, running. She says, I'm taking it to the, um, the people who will work on my car. Yeah. The, the, the mechanic yeah. wanted to look at it mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like, well, I'm going to drop it off. Is, and I'm going to stay um, at a friend's house. Okay. And she says, I might need a ride later. Okay. And I was like, okay, that's that's okay. That's something I can do, you know.
0: (laughs) That's funny. And the reason I'm smiling is like I'm not as helpful as you. And so I probably wouldn't have even gone outside. But the fact that like she comes back, she's like, I might need a ride. My antennas would eventually What do you mean you need a ride? I mean, I helped you one time, we we take you all over town. Right. (laughs) But you being the nice person you are, you're like, Okay, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't and I thought, you know,
1: we just need to help people help our neighbor and you know I didn't think anything of it um until she I I, she called the office oh she I I didn't give her I didn't give her my personal phone number smart so I she called the office and was like I I need a ride um at this location can you come pick me up
0: oh okay so she calls you the the office first to get you to see if she could have a ride. Yes. So she wanted you to basically meet her at the mechanic. Yes. Okay.
1: So uh, meet her at the mechanic shop. Okay. And I said, okay, this is great. You know, it's it's during my lunch hour. It's not you know yeah too far out of my way. I don't have a lot to do. Yeah. That's okay. You know. Mm-hmm. So I drive over there, and she's she's like, well, you know, I need, you know, I need to pick something up from the place I was staying at my friend's house mm mm-hmm. You know, can you take me there? I forgot my dress. Okay. I was like, okay, that's... <laughs> Adding to the list. Right? Yeah. That's a, yeah. <laughs> and so it's just getting to that point where it's like, okay, this is, you know, turning into much more than, you know, what than I expected. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: A glass of water has turned into a taxi service. Yes. Yes. Okay. And
1: she said... So so I went over there. She told me where she was at.
0: Okay.
1: Um, she got in the car and she was like, "Well, let, you know, it's it's lunchtime. You have been so helpful. Let me buy you lunch." Oh, okay. I said, "Okay, that's really nice of you. Yeah. That's you know, that's really nice." So she says, "I she says I really like fried chicken."
0: What okay. about you? And I was
1: like, I, I like fried chicken as well. Yes. You know, nothing delicious out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. you know, so.
0: Like keep not, do you want a side nine burger or anything like right,
1: that? Right, right. <laughs> so I said, okay, yeah. that's, that sounds fine. So she says, but I need to pick up my dress of okay. where the, my friend's house where I stayed last night. I was like, okay. So we went by, um. this house. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very nice house. I was like in a very prominent part of town. I was very surprised, you know. Um, And we, we stopped in front of the house. She got out, went inside. um, And I think the, the owners of the house were walking out. And I don't know if she had called them to say, Hey, just hand me my dress, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, they were walking out with her dress and they gave it to her. We got it, went on to the chicken place. Okay. And yeah. grabbed some lunch. And she said, you know, let's go back to the um, the garage
0: mm-hmm. where
1: they're working on my car and we can just eat out there. Oh, okay. So we... Went out there and uh, found a, it was a there was some chairs outside under a tree.
0: Oh, how nice! And I was like, okay, a picnic.
1: This, It was it it felt like a picnic that you would have with your family. Yes, it was just
0: pleasant, pleasant. Mm-hmm. It really was, and
1: so I started asking her, you know, about her her life and and you know where she's from and and that sort of thing. And she wasn't real clear oh. on on where she was from that sort of thing, but she was telling me she her husband um, is a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because we
0: at the time, we have the Air Force Base. We now have it's the, a, a special Right,
1: force. right. And she was telling me that he was overseas. That's okay. why she was alone. She was, you know, and... Her husband was overseas on an assignment.
0: Now, at the time that you worked for the chamber, then because I know now they're very involved with the base. Yes. And and so you know who the commanders are. You know who these people are. Right. Now, did right. you back then? No. Okay. So you you may not have known if she was telling the truth or not.
1: Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. And and she was just talking about you know her. He's a lieutenant colonel and. She is talking about her children and, and, and they're just real big into the, you know, there's some children that were in the air force and, and that sort of thing. It was an air force family.
0: How many children do you think she told you about?
1: She told me about like three.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: But she started calling her husband instead of Colonel Mm
0: -hmm. because she said
1: he was a Lieutenant Colonel. Mm -hmm. He, she would call him a, the Lieutenant.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So that was like that was the very first thing that I was like that is that's just not correct. Right. That's and if you're
0: in a military family, you know that. Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Because a colonel mm-hmm. is higher than a lieutenant.
0: Mhm.
1: You would never call a colonel a
0: lieutenant. A lieutenant. No.
1: You would either call him a colonel mm-hmm. or a lieutenant colonel. Right. But she was saying she would always say, "Oh, my husband the lieutenant." And and I and I tell him, you know, she was giving me stories, and she would say, oh, you know, I told the lieutenant, lieutenant, this is what we need to do. This right. is what, you know, and to me, that just didn't sound right.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's also weird, the fact that she's calling her husband lieutenant. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I've met lots of officers' wives. Right. And they, they don't call them lieutenant or general. You know what I mean? Right. Like maybe in play or occasional or introducing, but not just normal. But some families may do that. You right. You know, maybe right. how they interact. Okay. mm mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead.
1: And so, and so, um, she, uh, we, we, we had lunch, uh, they, fi- they fixed her car. Okay. Um, and she was just like, okay, thank you. You know, I, I'll be able to drive my car, you know, mm-hmm. no worries, that sort of thing. She says, but before I go, she's like, I have to be in, um, I want to say, uh, somewhere down south, okay. she needed to be. Oh, Birmingham, Birmingham, oh,
0: Alabama, Alabama. Okay. She says,
1: "I have a funeral to go to tomorrow." Okay, so a,
0: what time of day is this? This. So this is at late afternoon by now, right? This is because had lunch.
1: This is uh, early afternoon.
0: Okay. Okay, and she's going to be in Birmingham, Bur- Alabama, Burming- the next day for a funeral. At what time was the funeral? Eleven
1: thirty, local time.
0: I mean, I guess you can make it if you drive all night. I've been to Birmingham from here, and it's quite a distance. <laughs> it is.
1: And I'm like, and that was another thing that just kind of was like, that just didn't sound right.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that it just didn't click, <laughs> right. you know. And by this time, I'm like, there's something weird. Like, something was telling me this is just very strange. Something, is it's just a very strange thing.
0: Was it just the, you know, that weird facts she was giving you or was it her body language as well and her facial expressions like do you know
1: it was I think it was both okay like I mean she just her car was filled let me just tell you that that her car was filled with stuff okay clothes shoes and like it just hit me at some point it just was just like oh my gosh this lady is she I, looks like she's living, living out of her out car. car. Yeah, you know, yeah, but she was very well dressed. When well, we
0: got a picture of her here, I mean, she's got jewelry all over. Yeah, and,
1: she has jewel uh, rings on every finger, a, dress. a nice dress, huge earrings. Mm-hmm. She's got, you know, um, she just she's, she is put well together. put together.
0: Yeah, she's well put together, and her little purse and everything. I mean, she looks like a well put together person that might be a person of means.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so she's
0: living out of her car,
1: but it looks like she's living out of her car. So that just kind of gets me thinking like, is this
0: normal? normal? Yeah. (laughs) It's not.
1: (laughs) And, and she, I mean, she was very nice, but there was just something, something was just not right. It just, I started feeling just a feeling, a, g- g- a gut feeling mm-hmm. that something just wasn't right.
0: And and so, like, just going into that a little bit. So, okay. obviously, you've got red flags going up. So, you have indiscrepancies, her in story. You've got possibly some body language and even facial expressions that you may not even know, but your brain's picking up on. But then the presence of the person, was that weird? Like... You know, the vibe, or was it just a collection of all this stuff? You're like, man, something's wrong here.
1: I, it was both. Okay. The, the vibe and just everything that she was saying, mm-hmm. and I was just picking up on certain things. I'm just like, that that's not right. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel right. It yeah. doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. By this time, when she's already has her car, mm-hmm. and she um, said she was going to stop by, to, you know, to say goodbye. Okay. And that sort of thing. Did you
0: have a new friend.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> Yes. You know, and, and so, um, I just was, you know, going about my day, normal day at work, you know, doing my computer work, helping customers, that sort of thing. Yeah. And she, so she stops by.
0: Like she said she would. Like she would.
1: Okay. And I was like, well, hello, you know, Mm -hmm. it's good to see you. How's everything going? How's your car?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and she's like, oh, everything's going fine. And she says, you know what, you know, before I leave town... I would really, really love to meet your mother. She said she raised a son who is very kind, very um, you know, knowledgeable about the community, and I want to meet her. She raised a son right.
0: Okay, and so what are you thinking at this point?
1: At this point, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, this is really, really weird. And it, and awkward. Like I just was like, usually I never. I mean, I just felt something was really off.
0: Well, not only that, but just so people know, as far as like your personality, you're a private person. Yes. So very friendly. Like the first face that people see, kind of, because it's hard to see you past the (laughs) cover. But the first person that people see when they walk in, so you're like perfect for that position because you're welcoming. But you're a very private person. So I think that probably would have been like, excuse me, you know? Yes. And then that's just an odd thing to want to do. Like, I've never heard of that happening. I've never been asked, hey, can I meet your parent? You're such a good person. Well, I probably wouldn't get that, though, because I'm a deep personality. (laughs) But. So what were you thinking, like, obviously it's weird, but did you feel like danger weird or alarm bells or like, this is just really strange.
1: Alarm bells. Okay. I was just like this, is- like you said, I'm a very private person. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, know a lot about yeah. me. Yeah. I-, I like to keep to myself and that yes. sort of thing. And she wants to meet my mom. But at the time, you know, I was a- way younger. Yeah. And I was very naive. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll admit that. Mm-hmm. And I agreed.
0: <laughs> okay. And now, I, were you in your 20s? Like your 20s yes, or 30s? So yes, 20s. Okay. Yeah, I could see that.
1: So okay. So she was like, you know, I will follow you.
0: Oh, no. So she's like an older lady, too. She, she's older. So it was almost probably like another mother or a grandmother yes. wanting to meet your mom and maybe like a generational thing you weren't aware of. Yes. Okay. And,
1: and you know, she didn't look, um, you know... Like a killer? Like a killer. I mean, someone who would, you know, do something like that. You, you
0: I... You hear that a lot.
1: You just... She didn't look like anyone that would make you suspicious.
0: So what would be your definition of what a killer looks like?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, someone who's not well kept up. You know, they, they you know, their, you know, their hair and it just... That's the first thing. The crazy eyes. Yeah, the maybe. crazy eyes, and just <laughs> you know, I don't know. It,
0: a lot of people say that. Like you know, most of the killers that we investigate, uh, it's rare they look like killers. You know, they look like upstanding citizens. Right. A lot of them have jobs. Right. That, you know, and like or they're students, like Ted Bundy or Brian Koberger, that guy that you know killed those four in Idaho. Right. They look very normal. Right. And but and a, a, lot, a lot of people, times they're male. Don't. Yes. Well, that's true. A lot of people think killers would be male, not grandma. Not,
1: not grandma, you know, holding her Bible. <laughs> well, <that's... laughs> be, because you know, the whole time I've seen her,
0: she has her she Bible. had
1: her a big, huge purse and her Bible. Uh,
0: you absolutely would not suspect someone holding their Bible of being a killer.
1: And a well-used Bible. Okay. I mean, it wasn't like a prop. A prop. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. You can tell it was used.
0: Okay. So she's got this Bible. She looks like grandma. She's, uh, you know, takes care of herself as far as her appearance. Uh, And um, she's wanting to meet your mom to probably say thanks for, you know, having such a great son. And so you're like, well, I mean, you know, she looks harmless. So it's weird, but let's do it. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I probably (laughs) would have... Well, I don't know if I would have, but I would have probably been tempted to, but I'm not as trusting. So, all right, what happened? You, and she wants to follow you. She
1: wants to follow me to my mom's house. Okay. Um, Because she was like, I just yeah. want to see, meet her and thank her for raising a good kid, you know, someone who's helpful, that sort of thing. So we did. And it's, and, and the drive wasn't too long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, about two miles from yeah. the office, yeah. you know, where, where she lived at the time. And um, and it was, at this time, you know, this is after work. This is, you know, after five o'clock. Yeah. And she follows me to the house. I get down. She gets down.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: go into the house and I introduce her to my mom.
0: And what's your mom thinking?
1: And she's like looking at me like, what is going on? Yeah. She was like very confused. Mm-hmm. But I but I told her, I said, you know, I told, I told my mom, I said, I'll explain everything to you later. But she wanted to meet you. I was helping her today. Yeah. That sort of thing. I'm such
0: a good kid. She just had to say thanks.
1: Yes, and she and she <laughs> told my mom, you know, thank you so much for raising a good kid mm-hmm. and someone who's helpful and willing to help an old lady and and that sort of thing. She says, I have something for you.
0: Oh no. Okay.
1: So she had a gift to wow. give to my mom. Okay. And I was like,
0: that's weird. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. That is
1: really really weird. And so she pulls out this bag, and it has a name of a very well-known department store okay. on the bag. Okay. And she opens it up, hands it to my mom, and says, I have a gift for you. I want you to have this, just as a token of my appreciation for you for raising a good kid. And by this time, I'm like, this is really weird. This yeah. is strange. Yeah. And it was a purse. Okay. A brand new Purse.
0: Like a, an expensive purse, you think, an, or mid-range? Or?
1: I would say probably mid-range. Okay. Um, but it came from a well-known department store yeah. that specializes in high-end stuff. Okay. You know, clothes okay. and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And my mom was like, well, thank you. And she was just super confused. Like, at this point, she was... Poor mom. She was like, what's happening? <laughs> right? And and so she handed it to mom she's like, I really got to go. I've got She's to got get that on the trip road to I have, Alabama. I have to go to Birmingham. Yes. And I have a funeral to go to, that sort of thing, and I got to go. Mm-hmm. And she gets into mm-hmm. her car and I, of course I stay. Yeah. Uh, you know, and she gets in her car and takes off.
0: So when you told your mom the story, yes. what did she think?
1: She I I she was like, "Are you serious?" Are, you know, "Are you for real?" kind Mm -hmm. of thing and I'm Mm -hmm. like yeah mom you know this is and and I said it's very strange I know but and she was she was off like it wasn't like she was staying Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know um
0: asking for more rides or a place to stay right
1: she wasn't she only asked for a certain amount of you know rides Mm -hmm. and I mean she and she bought your lunch she bought the lunch Mm -hmm. you know so I was like okay that's That's that.
0: Was your mom concerned or did she say, hey, you might need to be more careful? Or did she just kind of shake her head like, you know...
1: She said, you need to be careful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, in the future, I mean, she's like, you never know what, right. you know, who you're dealing with or... Right. And, I, and I said, yeah, you're absolutely right. I said, it was a very weird situation.
0: Yes. Okay. So she, she leaves, we think, to Birmingham, which by the way, Birmingham, I want to look up and see exactly <laughs> how far. So okay. this is... After 5, by this point... Yes. And... So
1: by the time she left, this was about 5.30 in the evening. And and this is summertime. So the sun, of course, is still out.
0: 15-hour drive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Texas is like 14 and a half of those. <laughs> okay, so, she, uh, so she's leaving a little after 5:30 or so to get mm-hmm. to Alabama mm-hmm. and she's got to be there by 11 the next day she's going to lose 2 hours of time so she's got to right. be there by 9 right she could make it if she drove all night <laughs> okay all right so continue on
1: okay so for the longest time didn't hear from her nothing okay um and one day i get a call
0: <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> okay,
1: so she... At, I, I think at one point I did give her my cell phone.
0: Remember? Oh, no. Okay.
1: And I don't... I, and it's been so long, I don't even remember when. Yeah. But she had it. Okay. So she called me. Okay. And just out of the blue. I mean, it had been, I would say, at least a few months. Okay. And I hadn't heard anything. I wondered about her because at that time there was a hurricane. Okay. That was not long after I had met her and she was going to Birmingham. Right. Well, it, af- it it came in through the Gulf.
0: So it affected that and area. And it affected that area. Okay. And I was
1: thinking, oh, I wonder, I hope she's okay. Yeah. You know, she went through this hurricane, If you know, and I hope everything's fine, hope she's fine, that sort of thing. Well, she right. called. And she, she says, oh, hey, you know, um, it's me and... You know, how are you doing? And I thought, Oh, I'm doing good. How about you? I said, I kind of been worried about you with, you know, Birmingham and, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that happened there. And she says, Oh no, honey, I'm I'm in I'm in Reno. Reno. Nevada.
0: So this is a few months later though. Yes. So she might have moved. She might be traveling. Yeah, yeah. But it almost sounds like she was saying, Oh no, I didn't go there. I went to Reno. Yes. Is what it sounds like. Right. There. Okay.
1: And so she's like, I'm in Reno. Um, I have my 90-something-year-old mother with me. Okay. And she says, oh, I, I, I really hate to do this, but I have to ask you if there's any way you can uh, wire money Oh, here me. we
0: go. I was wondering what was going to happen. <laughs> yep, yep,
1: And I said, wire money? For what? She says, oh, well, my mother. And she kept reiterating that her mother was 90-something years old. I mean, mm-hmm. and it, and it was like... I think she was even saying like 99, like, oh, good grief. like very elderly, mm-hmm. you know, person mm-hmm. just shy of a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just like very strange. And I was like, well, out of the blue, Yeah, you know, this sort of thing. And I said, well, I'm going to have to, you know, think about that. I, and that's when the red flags yes. were just like. Okay, this but you is, still
0: aren't sure that she's a killer or anything. You're just thinking that maybe she's someone that would you know, try to get money from you or possibly maybe theft right. or something like that. You're still probably not at the point of, hey, right. this lady might be a killer. Yes. At
1: this point, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so I said, that you know, that's just really weird. Let, mm-hmm. let me look into that. I've never wired money before mm-hmm. through, I don't even know what company it is. But oh, yeah. It's, it, Western I've, Union yes, back in the day. Yeah, I think that's what it was. She yep. like, "Can you Western Union me some money?"
0: Yeah, and it wasn't
1: like a huge amount.
0: Of course not.
1: But it was still like substantial.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so I was just kind of okay. That's weird. That's kind of weird, mm-hmm. you know. I said, "Well, let me think about it. Let mm-hmm. me think about it." I said, "Call me back and see," because she did not give me a phone number to call her or anything. She oh, had to call me back.
0: And well, so on your cell phone, it didn't come at, up back in the day? Because sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they'd come up like private or unknown. It, said, it I think
1: it said like unknown or unavailable mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I couldn't really tra- track it. Yeah. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And so, and so she called back. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say the next day. Okay. And she was like, yes, you know. And I'm like thinking, no that Mm -hmm. she's she's after she just wants money Mm i and this is when i it came to my mind like this has this is a scam this i mean she from the very beginning right she just wasn't being honest yeah and and i and i told her i said no Mm -hmm. i am not i'm not giving you i'm Mm -hmm. not wiring you any money Mm um and she was like why not and and by this time her she started getting angry.
0: Okay, so her demeanor changed. Her
1: demeanor completely changed when I told her no. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, well, I need this for my mother, and you're denying my mother. And her, you know, she needs care and all this stuff. Well, back in the early 2000s, our local police department had uh, basically classes for people in the community. Okay. So it was basically... A community outreach uh-huh. and they called it the community police academy Oh, so where they get, uh, taught you fundamentals of policing
0: that's neat yes
1: and I, I wish they I still wish did, they
0: did it that too i've never heard of that. yeah and okay. so
1: and so it was you know basically like a class that you would go to um however many times a month yeah. Um. they would feed you and then they would do fundamentals and their guest speakers and kind
0: of teach you yeah. a little bit like some street smarts and things yes. to avoid how
1: to dust for fingerprints what? I
0: would love that you know
1: crime scene maybe we
0: shouldn't have them do it again I, I would love that that, that would be awesome be,
1: it, it, was, it was amazing yeah. I've met some I've met a bunch of great people I met my best friend there yeah during the class I yeah. mean it was just amazing that's neat and so she's getting angry okay back to the phone call yeah and she's getting angry, and I just told her, I don't know what made me say this, but I said, "Well, I didn't graduate from the community police academy for nothing." <laughs>
0: That's funny. Right. So you you just and I just that and out. she like I'm not an idiot here. I it, know what's happening.
1: Exactly, and she says, "Oh my gosh, you're a cop." I didn't tell her, I, you know, you don't become a cop after this outreach. <laughs> right. You know, you just you know you you do get a you know, a plaque and saying that you completed it, the, you know, the course and all this stuff. Okay. And she says, Oh my gosh, you're a cop. And she hung up Mm. and I never heard from her again. So
0: now you're really wondering who this lady is. Yes. Because that's interesting. So obviously she's like super sweet, wants to meet your mom, gives gifts, buys you lunch. And then when she wants money, and you say no. Now you see a totally different person, yes. an angry person. Right. And then the minute you mention police, she's like out of there. Exactly. Okay. So what? what <laughs> so what are you thinking at this point?
1: So at this point, I'm like, this is just very, very strange. Mm-hmm. You know, I. So I decided to take it upon myself. Yes. To go to the house that she stayed at.
0: Okay. That oh, so night. We're do some investigation I here. I did. Okay. Not you know that, and,
1: and this was before Google was really right, prevalent, right. you know, it was very hard to look things up online at this time because mm-hmm. it's the early 2000s, mm-hmm. you know. And so, I happened to go to this house, mm-hmm. and it's a very elderly couple, okay. um, so easy targets, it, usually, yes. Okay, and so, the, the it's a husband and wife, um, very elderly. I I knock on the door, and and I was. I, I told them who I was mm-hmm. and I said, I am looking into your friend mm-hmm. who had stayed here. Yes. May I come in? Mm-hmm. And they said, absolutely, please come in. Okay. So I came into the house and sat down. They they invited me in and I sat down in their living room and, and I said, um, you know, I'm just looking into this lady and um, mm-hmm. who stayed with you and... And they were just like, had this look on their face. Okay. And I was like, okay, what's going on? Tell Mm -hmm. me. And they said they didn't know her.
0: What? They They didn't didn't know her? They didn't
1: know her. So what happened was she parked her car near their house. Okay. And opened the hood and told them, my car broke down.
0: Mm. Near this,
1: near their house. She parked, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. Like she did in front of the chamber. Like
1: she did in front of the chamber. Okay.
0: And it might have been a legitimate breakdown. It
1: it could have. Okay. And she's like, you know, I'm needing a place to stay. All this stuff. And so they they were like, this is just really weird too. Mm -hmm. They just said, yeah, we don't know her. We didn't know who she was. She just kind of you know we popped, invi- up. popped up and we invited her into the house and she asked us if she could stay um the night um I said okay
0: they let her stay the night yes wow and
1: so and and what what shocked them the most when I was talking with them was she knew her way around the kitchen like she immediately was like you know thank you came in and started cooking them dinner.
0: Okay, so I, what I was thinking, because when you were talking, I immediately get suspicious of behavior like that. And so what I was instantly thinking is that she actually staked them out first. Because you're in this neighborhood, and you're obviously a con artist, and so you're going to need a place, like you're looking for a place to stay. You're going to pick someone very, very old right. or someone very young mm-hmm. because they're gonna be easier prey. And it and I was wondering, I wonder if she like was literally going through the neighborhood looking in the, the windows uh, to see who was in the house so she would know which one to target. Right. right. So she either looked in their house. And saw the kitchen layout, or she had been inside. Right. What they think? Okay, so go ahead. And so and
1: so, and so she immediately was just going in their kitchen, pulling out pots and pans, wow. putting them on the stove, and started cooking them dinner. And, wow. and and at this time, they were just like shocked. They didn't know what to think or mm-hmm. what to do. They just let her.
0: No, oh, see, I wouldn't have. I'd be like, girl. You know, you're like, you need to get out of my kitchen right now. I mean, I would have been like, what are you doing? But that's why we do this podcast. A lot of people, they just flat have, like, it's so strange when you encounter people that are criminal in their behavior. You don't know what to do. It's so shocking. Right. Okay.
1: So, so they, they just, you know, start talking about that she was in the kitchen and cooked them dinner and that sort of thing. And, and they, and they just had this look. The, especially the husband. he had this look in his eye like you know some like he let something happen that he wasn't comfortable with mm-hmm. and so he he goes on to say, um, that he um well she spent the night wow. but then she so she you know spent the night. what he told me was that day, when she came in, um, she asked um, for asked them for money.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: She and the um, the wife, you know, the husband and wife looked at each other and were like, "Well, you know, there's someone in need. Let's go ahead and you know help her." Mm-hmm. But she was like, "Well, we need to go to the ATM." Mm. So, yeah. so the so the wife drove lady <laughs> without the husband without the husband oh. to the bank and withdrew money from the ATM and from what he told me is that she was going to give her a certain amount of money and she said oh no 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 I need this much mm-hmm. and the wife did and, and and I'm not super clear on how much it was but it yeah. was pretty substantial I mean yeah. I want to say it was you know, anywhere between five hundred and maybe a thousand dollars. So there,
0: there was a lunch money to buy you lunch.
1: And I think that's how she had that money to buy lunch with. From wow. the money that she got from the older couple that she spent the night with.
0: It almost makes you wonder if he was thinking, "Golly, would I mean, what was I thinking? Let my wife go with her? I mean, she could have hurt her. Or something. Right? You know what I mean? And then
1: he." Lowers his voice and, and says and comes close to me so his wife doesn't really hear and he says, Well, my wife has dementia.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So she wasn't clear. Yes. But she was still able to drive. do certain things and drive okay. and and that sort of thing. Wow. And so and at that point I'm like, and it just came out of my mouth. I said, Do you need me to call the police? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to call the police? I will do this right now. I said, I'm looking into this lady.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Stuff didn't seem right. I want to help you.
0: Yeah.
1: I want I will call the police and let's file a report. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, no, no, no. We don't want to get involved.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's just let it go. And, um, and I said, and I kept saying, are you sure? I am willing to do this for you. I, and, I, and I told them kind of what she did with me. Right. You know, that I was helping her and, you know, getting to her car and, you know, that sort of thing. I said, I'll help you. And he totally refused.
0: So when y'all went the, the day to get the dress, did you say, just to go back to that, that she had called them and the lady met her outside with the dress? Like, how did the lady know, like, to bring her the dress?
1: I want to say... Um, she called them somehow. Okay. She called them somehow. And I'm not sure if, because I don't remember her having a cell phone. hmm Um, but I think she might have used either the phone at the mechanic shop
0: mm-hmm.
1: or a pay phone somewhere.
0: Okay. And for the younger people, pay phones, you <laughs> put money right in there at quarters and then you could call. So she, do you, Okay. Before you go on, do you think that everything was very calculated that she did? Like, for example, um, so she obviously, to me, she had to have known the couple was elderly. Mm -hmm. uh, And she had to have some idea of the kitchen. And then when she was broken down outside of the chamber and then you come out to help, obviously an opportunity to try to get more money out of someone, but you can't just ask straight out. Right. So it makes you wonder if like her giving, her kindness, um, even her going back to the house to maybe make you think that she was not living out of her car. Like, do you think everything she was doing was calculated or was she more opportunistic and just going like by the seat of her pants? I
1: think she was flying by the seat of her pants. Okay. Because, I mean, it didn't seem... I don't know. It, it it just like I don't because the 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 elderly couple's house mm-hmm. had a large fence
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, around it, mm-hmm. and you have to and and like wrought iron gates mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. I mean, there was even wrought iron bars on the windows. Um,
0: you couldn't see anything. I don't the think street? like the
1: way the kitchen was laid out, you could I don't think you could see it from the street. Like it's it was kind of further back. There's a large fence, that sort of thing. But
0: why was she in that neighborhood? I think she might be a little more calculated just because she's an ex con and they learn a lot of stuff sure, inside. Sure. So
1: and, and and you know it's a nicer part of town. Like all why these was houses. She there? Right. There there was no reason, and I'm thinking she saw I think she staked out the neighborhood. That's what I think. And then maybe parked, and was seeing them maybe go, you know, In leaving the house and then coming back to the house.
0: How do you think she knew the layout of the kitchen?
1: I honestly don't know. Okay. And and even the even the um, older couple who lived there, mm-hmm. they were surprised. Yeah. That was they were more shocked about that. Like she like knew where all the pots, like she just went in there and just started cooking.
0: And sometimes with kitchens, you know, things are in certain right, areas. Right. So I could see that, but I personally have never gone into a kitchen and where everything is. Like I have to open up several sure cabinets to right. find stuff. So that's a little bit interesting. Okay. So he, he doesn't want to have anything else. He just wants to put the whole experience yes. behind him.
1: Yes. And I, and I offered so many times
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, and I asked for their phone number and, and they, I said, I, you know, do you want me to follow up with you? That sort of thing. And I, they, they were just like, absolutely not. They didn't, they didn't want to. okay And especially the husband, since the, you know, the wife had some mild cognitive issues and, and that sort of thing. And so he spoke on behalf of both of them. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, we don't want anything more to do with
0: this yeah
1: let's just move on and i never bothered them again and
0: the fact that they let you in uh their house to talk about it was nice it was but they're like no we don't want to do anything else about but this. they
1: they were surprised and i think a little bit relieved
0: mm-hmm. that
1: someone had the you know thought of hey this is something's not right mm-hmm. let me ch- let me check into this yes. a little bit more yeah and i think they were a little bit relieved
0: That's good. Uh, That's really good because, like, let's say that she was, like, some type of, you know, like, a killer that just goes around killing, you know, people. Like a serial killer or something. She could have done away with them, and no one would have known for however long, but the fact that you went to check on them is really neat because she could have harmed them or stolen from them or something, and you... Wanted to follow up right. and get the story and probably make sure they're all right.
1: And I just wanted to know because she said, oh, these are my friends.
0: hmm I just
1: wanted to get a little bit more information from them. hmm Just to look into her. Yeah. And whenever they told me that, I mean, I seriously got lightheaded whenever they said we didn't know her. hmm And I'm like, what? I mean, I got faint. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that, wow, this is more
0: than I thought. You took her to your mom's house. Did that concern you or was it? It did. It did. I was
1: like, now she knows where my mom lives. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. I was like, would she come back? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I don't think so. Especially the cop thing. Yeah. She
0: freaked out when she thought you were a cop.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And never heard from her again.
0: Okay. So you leave here you know, a little bit dizzied by the knowledge.
1: And when I left their house, I was just, I mean, I was just in utter shock.
0: Mm -hmm. And I
1: think I went straight to my mom's house Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and said, Hey mom, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, she, my mom's the type of person that, you know, you can tell her anything and just, you know, that sort of thing. And she's very supportive and that sort of thing. And I told her, the story. Yeah. Went through it all and told him about this older couple. And she was just like, wow, that, that's just um, nuts. Yeah. And, and then from there, I just was just like, I don't know what else to do. Right. You know? And I think I started trying to look her up. Okay. Um. By this this time but you know like I said early 2000s this is the early 2000s it's not easy to find anything on her it's not actually and um it took me a while I think I just stopped looking Mm -hmm. into her um after a while Mm -hmm. and um until you know a few years had passed and and I and and you know Google was more
0: Mm -hmm. you know
1: appropriate advanced advanced and you could and you could Look things up. Yeah. Easier. Yes. And then that's whenever I started seeing some stuff posted um, about her and her
0: past. Okay. Now, so even to this day, there is not um, a lot that you can find on her because uh, I found a newspaper article, uh, the Alamogordo. Uh, newspaper from March twenty seventh, nineteen seventy two, and um, this is the the headline is Mother is charged in tot's death, and uh, so that uh, is a, to- a toddler, and uh, there's a picture of her right here. Okay, and her name is Clotilde Coulter, and. Let's see. So from the article, uh, she was 27 at the time. They called her Mrs. So she must have had a husband. Yes. And um, she was in district court. It looks like in Roswell, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in here. But she was on trial um, for killing her four-year-old son named Jonathan. And so, you, it, this is information you found out, right?
1: Yes. I, I actually found that article by chance. Uh-huh. Just, I just Googled her name uh-huh. and it came up, and I was just floored. Uh-huh. It was just one of those things like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I had no idea, uh-huh. you know, and, you know, and it's saying, you know, this happened in Alamogordo, that sort of thing.
0: Which is not far from us.
1: Not far from us. However, it has an air force base. It does. So I'm thinking, at the time when I saw this, you know, was she a military wife?
0: Would at you the time? find out? Did you find?
1: I I couldn't find anything. I couldn't else. either.
0: There there's no mention of a husband. There's no mention of anything. It was very scant right. information, but. Maybe she did, or like a lot of con artists, maybe at one time she was married to someone that was in the military, probably not a colonel, right? (laughs) um, but maybe she was married to someone in the military and it didn't work out. But that's part of her story to create trust. Yeah. So when Mm -hmm. you found out that she killed her son, like, I mean, did it make you sick to your stomach or did you feel dizzy again or relieved?
1: It made me... like it like like it was just one of those things where it's just like a gut punch Mm -hmm. and you're just like wow Mm -hmm. this you know this lady was convicted of you know murdering her child yeah and it it was just shock and unease Mm -hmm. I mean I just felt like wow I mean I opened her up so much of my life to this lady you know that I would never usually do. I thought I was just doing a really nice thing. Right. And I'm like, wow, what, what if, you know, the, the what if started, you know, coming along and into my mind and saying, what, what if she would have tried to do something and, you know, what, what would I have done? You know?
0: Yeah. Well, from what I can tell, so yeah, she was tried. Uh, in Roswell by a judge, Paul Snead. He was the the district judge on the bench. Um, The ambulance uh, personnel, so on November 25th, so 1971 is when the incident uh, occurred, um, testified of seeing her running from um, her residence in the 1700 block of 12th Street and she was holding uh, her child in her arm and saying he was not breathing uh, when the ambulance arrived. And I guess the call to 911 happened at 424 a.m. Okay. And then she, um, so when, when they got there, there were no signs of life in the little boy. Because uh, again, he was only four. His arms and legs were cold to the touch, but he had a little bit of warmth in his body. So he hadn't been dead long. Um, but long enough where he was starting to get cold. Uh, And then he was uh, wearing pajamas, but he was also, his body was bandaged in several locations. And so they rushed him to the hospital and then um, Coulter told the officer um, in the ambulance, so I guess she's in there, the child is in there, and the officer is in there, that Jonathan had pulled a pan of boiling water off the stove and he burned himself and that he was being treated by a Dr. E.J. Klump of Tularosa. Now, Tularosa, is that in New Mexico or is that different? Okay, so how far away is it, do you think? It's
1: not very far away from Alamogordo.
0: Okay, so it's pretty close.
1: It's just right to the north.
0: Because I've been to Alamogordo, um, but I don't remember Tularosa, so it's not far at all. Right. Okay, and... When they checked his body, he had multiple bruises, abrasions, and lacerations. Some were recent and some were old. So that was the, the crime scene. And then the state documents, because she tried to appeal her conviction. Right. And she had been charged with first degree murder, but they only convicted her of second degree. And she got, um, gosh, I think it was like, anywhere from 10 to 20 years. I'll have to look. But the ambulance was called to the resident and her running out with her son to the ambulance is interesting to me. Almost like, are you hiding something in the house?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That you don't want them coming into the house.
0: Exactly. Because if my son was in Mm -hmm. danger, I would be doing CPR And then I would have someone getting the ambulance, directing them to the house. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then going in and caring for my son. But if I was trying to hide something, I would scoop them up and run them to the ambulance. So that's weird.
1: Right. Right.
0: Uh, So the nurse tried to resuscitate Jonathan. Doctor was called. The pajamas were removed. The bandages. So there were several bandages found on his body a bandage that went around his chest, and then when the when they cut the bandage, it's like it popped. It was so tight on him right. that it popped. I wonder if he suffocated. And that's what I'm wondering. Right, right. Um, which would have been horrible for him. And then there were bruises and burns on his body and head. Uh, the sheriff testified that, you know, she said, well, the child... Um, startled her when she was carrying a pan of water and dumped it on him. The father of the child, who was not the, her husband, testified that the child was a normal kid, and after the boy's death, he told the sheriff that on occasion he had to stop defendant from beating the child and that the defendant had a high temper. So I think <clears throat> with your interactions with her, I don't think she probably would have killed anybody but she would have gotten really mad. Yes. Which you witnessed. Right. Her getting angry with you when you said no.
1: On the over the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. And then a nurse on duty said that the bruises on Jonathan were, quote, imprints resembling a belt buckle and multiple imprints on the child's back. And they were in a generalized area, um, more than two or three, and they weren't consistent with spanking. And then there was a Dr. Labar, he was an expert by the defendant, he saw the child four hours after death. There were contusions to the head, um, let's see, abrasions on the body, uh, some of the skin, they call it excoriation where it was loose, Mm -hmm. which could be a burn, uh, on the lower extremities, and then the cuts and bruises were quite recent. The uh, cause of death was trauma. generalized, associated with malnutrition. So he couldn't find any evidence of burns across the entire body to fit her story. Mm -hmm. So basically he was, excuse me, also malnourished. Right. So the picture that's forming is a little boy that is regularly beaten by this lady. And he's not getting enough food. So his life was hell.
1: Right, right. He suffered.
0: He did. He suffered a lot. Um, they called him emaciated. And um, they uh, tried to get him on first degree because they said that the acts constituted torture, uh, commission of aggravated battery, and that uh, the acts of the defendant were greatly dangerous to life. And then she... um. They said also that the evidence shows that the decent of a decedent, a four-year-old child, was suffering from extensive injuries of such a nature as would cause concern, if not consternation, in any mother. Descendant lived with his mother, both defendant and decedent, sorry, were uh, present in the defendant's home prior to the time that the ambulance was called, and from the time that they were called, the fact that the child was in pajamas and the fact that the child's extremities had lost sufficient body heat that they were described by the emergency room nurse as cool and the torso only slightly warm, it could be inferred that the child was in bed at the time that the defendant discovered that he was not breathing. And it is certainly not a reasonable hypothesis to infer that the defendant, who was the child's natural mother, sent him to bed while he was suffering from such extensive injuries, unless it further inferred that she had a hand in inflicting those injuries. The only reasonable explanation of the delay in seeking medical help uh, was because she's the one that did this. And she got, uh, let's see. Yeah, so she was found guilty. Her jury consisted of 11 men, one woman on March 28th, and she was sentenced to 10 to 50 years in prison. And what really made me angry is in one of the um, mother held uh, in Jill and murder case, uh, Mrs. Coulter is a mother of two other children, both of whom show no signs of abuse.
1: Right. It was only focused on that one child.
0: Yep. That's That uh, type of person is what we call on this podcast, Nick, mm-hmm. a poop bird. Okay? okay? So she's a poop bird, <laughs> just in case you were wondering. <laughs> so it sounds like, and what I'm wondering is that this little boy was not, um, was a half-brother of the two other children and that maybe he got the brunt of the abuse. Right. So did you ever find out how much time she served? Because obviously she's out by this time.
1: Right, right. I never found out how much time she served. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, I looked and nothing was clear.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You know, when you were talking about the Bible, the final thought I have is, and you said it was well used. Yes. What I noticed about your interaction with her is even though you're helpful, and like you said at the time, you were young and naive, um, you were still very observant. Like, I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that a natural thing yes. with you? Yes. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you're looking at the Bible, you're paying attention to what she's saying. Right. You know, you're like, that doesn't sound right. So I I was going to ask you if you thought that maybe she was a changed person, you know, that maybe she had had a rough life. She killed her son. She'd been, you know, convicted, served her time, and maybe she was turning her life around. But the evidence suggests that she was a con artist. Right. And that she was not a different person. Right.
1: And that's how I felt. That's mm-hmm. how I felt that she was just trying to con people mm-hmm. to get whatever she needed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And nothing more.
0: Makes you wonder how many people she's conned. Right. Like, right. I'm wondering about the rest of things after, you know, after she left you. Like, how are there many people? Right. And she's probably dead at this point. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, I
1: honestly, you know, just recently, you know, looking stuff up about her um, as far as I know, she's still alive.
0: Yeah, I could not find much. I was really curious um, how long she served. And because um, in New Mexico, unfortunately, people get out way before they serve their, right. their um, mm-hmm. time. And it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in the presence of a killer once. Um, I didn't feel a single thing. He didn't feel wicked to me. Um, my sister-in-law was actually dating him and he only served eight and a half years in New Mexico for killing his wife Mm -hmm. or girlfriend. And it was a crime of passion. And so I think he beat her to death or something. And he only served eight and a half of a 20 year sentence or so. Mm -hmm. And he was a very nice man. Like I would have never guessed he was a killer. (laughs) Um, so obviously like our tagline on this, Podcast is be smart, be rude, and don't be a victim. Right. So, I want to first say that you cutting it off and you saying no and, you know, throwing out the police thing (laughs) was really smart and it may have felt rude, but it was the right thing to do. What advice would you give people, you know, because the whole story is one where you find yourself in this weird narrative that something is right, someone is writing for you. You know, I want to right. meet your mom. I want to, and you don't want to seem rude, but what would your advice be for people listening to this episode?
1: I would say my advice would be, you know, be observant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and if something doesn't feel right, go with your gut. Yes. Go with your gut feeling. I know numerous times with me dealing with her in those couple of days, something didn't feel right, and yeah. I should have known better.
0: So, Being a nice person, because your personality is a helper personality, and that's a lot of the people on the planet. Um, Looking back, what would you have done? What would you have said the first time you had that gut feeling?
1: I would have said no.
0: Okay. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. Glad I was able to help you. I
1: can't help you any further.
0: You're not going to meet my mom. Right. I'm not taking you anywhere.
1: Right. You know, here's some water. That's all I'm going to (laughs) do. Okay.
0: All right, well, be smart, be rude, rude, and don't be a victim. Outline of a Murder is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph?